The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. Oh, so glad I didn't tell that really embarrassing story. <laughs> exactly, right? Because it's sometimes... Now that Erica said that, Leanne, that should be your first question. So we hear there's an embarrassing story. <laughs> oh. Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Philipson. So hopefully you know sugar isn't really your best friend from a health perspective, but what you might be is in denial because, man, it just tastes so good, right? It's like the thought of giving it up leaves leaves most people really on the fence. Denial. Like, uh, I am nowhere near denial at this point. Come on. like <laughs> Really? Because you've heard me talk about it so much. Well, tell me this. The thought of giving it all up, it's a sacrifice. There's a lot of fear in that because if you think, I'm going to go out and try and find an alternative, well, are you sacrificing taste? Or if you're just going to give it up entirely, well, then you're missing out on all the fun things because the sweet is so entrenched in our life from, you know, grandma's cookie jar to the birthday cake that you got made to the like, whatever. Is, it, is that not true? It's There's true. There's a lot riding on giving up sugar. It's also not the easiest thing to do because it's in pretty much all the packaged foods that you buy. It's in your favorite sweet treats, you know, whether you're a bakery person or you're a shortbread lover like me, as well as it's hidden in your pasta sauce, it's in your ketchup, and even in some sausages. It's like, why on earth is that there? And how depressing is it when you read a label thinking that you've just made a healthy choice only to see sugar or one of the other 50 variations that mean the same thing, but actually aren't called sugar and make it easy because there's words like fructose, maltose, glucose, sucrose, honey, better alternative, but really, is that what you want to be having? Maple syrup, coconut sugar, high fructose, corn syrup, and then the artificial sweeteners because it says, you know, zero sugar on it, and yet it still tastes sweet. Really, you think, okay, these are the way to go, only to find out later on, eh, no, that's not a good option either. Well, it's just so defeating because I know you're trying to do the best you possibly can. Now, we've talked about living a sugar-free life and really gave the question, is sugar evil, in episode seven, way back when, that's been definitely our most listened to episode. And then we followed up that episode in episode eight with Barry Friedman, the author of I Love Me More Than Sugar, who's been sugar-free for probably 10 years now, if not more. And that was also a fan favorite. So I know that it's resonating for you. But is it actually something that you could do, would choose to do, or maybe you end up for being forced to, but still have a problem with it? So could you actually ditch the sugar altogether? It's not easy, and there's no shame if you can't. There's so much science that shows about the addictive properties of sugar, and for some people out there, it's just not an easy thing to do. Now, there might come a time when you need to, you're pushed towards for health reasons, 
there's insulin resistance, there's moving towards type 2 diabetes, there's non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which are all pretty scary things and definitely obviously have a correlation to sugar. But wouldn't it be great if there was, you know, just some sort of lifestyle that you could kind of have it all? You could follow a diet well, let's just call it low sugar, not even a diet, just a way of living, some sort of middle ground. And if you think, okay, I'm going to become low sugar as opposed to no sugar, because that's just too much of a hurdle to get over. But then you think, okay, so how do I do that? And then it brings about questions about all these alternatives like xylitol or what falls under the sweeteners found under the natural umbrella, like stevia. Lots of people are not too sure about that. They might have tried it and thought, oh, yeah, no, that is not for me. That's super sweet. Being healthy can take many shapes and knowing the lessening of sugar, well, that kind of ranks at the top of a list of what to put your effort towards. So I'm actually thinking that a low sugar approach for many of you may feel achievable. It's like you're doing something, but you haven't got the pull of the deprivation or the fear of missing out and living a life without never anything sweet ever again, no matter how many times I tell you your taste buds will change. Because Chris, you know, like it's it's entrenched. It's entrenched in all the lifestyles from grandma's or your mom's cookies. When I was in England recently, I we, we got to my dad's and you know, my mom passed away in, in, I think it was 2016. And the cookie jar was a staple in the kitchen. It was always the place. And my mom made these crazy cookies. And even though they were too sweet for me, I would go head straight for the cookie jar as soon as I'd walk in because it's nostalgic. And I actually said to my dad, where is the cookie jar? And he said, well, I don't, I don't make cookies. And I said, well, that's fine, dad. But the cookie jar still yeah. needs to be on the, on the counter, right? Like how crazy is that? It's not crazy. That, You're still addicted. You're obviously still addicted to the, uh, to the sugar itself. <laughs> I think I just wanted that comfort. Yeah. It's connected to, to so many wonderful feeling centers in the brain, right? Yeah. I mean, whether it's nostalgia or whether it, it is, it's become an addiction. Um, yeah. it just, or dopamine or whatever. I mean, it just, it, yeah. fe- it just makes you feel fantastic and it's so easy because we're surrounded by it i know yeah it's so i mean every at every grocery till i've ever been to of course there it all is just screaming at me going come Mm -hmm. on you know you could use a little pick me up a little it'll make you feel better you know it was a bad day at work this is gonna help and a lot of people just think i don't want to miss out and i don't want to live a life that doesn't have some sort of sweet in it and that's just how I'm going to roll. And it really can be a battle for so many people to deal with, especially with the comfort eating, like you said, Chris, then you're like, oh, but I want to fit into my pants. Or <laughs> worse, you know, when you look in the mirror yeah. and, and you have that negative self-talk unleashing itself on you. I mean, there's so much, it's, it's just bloated. Now, if there was only someone who could help guide us to becoming low sugar, someone who we can speak to from experience of creating a sweet treat that ticks a lot of these low sugar boxes and healthier option. Well, there is, Chris. I'm so excited. Fancy that. We're actually going to learn from her today. Her name's Erica. Like further to what she's created, what to look out for in terms of so many of these new ingredients that are are on the labels of that sort of 
is it actually healthier or is it not? So today on Eat This with Leanne, how to go low sugar as your next step on your health journey and some alternatives to look out for that don't bring on even more health concerns and also just leave you taste disappointed. Typically, when you decide not to eat something, there's some sacrifice involved. Usually it's taste and enjoyment. Now, I can remember going gluten free and buying corn pasta way back when, probably, you know, 20 years ago when I started started my nutrition journey thinking gluten free. I've got to go gluten free. That's what everybody's doing. That's what we're talking about at school. But when I started to cook the gluten free pasta because it was corn back then, that was the number one thing that you could get. If you left it in the water for one minute too long, the whole pot of water and pasta just became one. It was like it just disintegrated and it just dissolved. <laughs> so, you know, it was just difficult. That's not even something sweet, but you know, it's very, very tricky. And then there's like even early ice cream substitutes, which maybe Chris, you haven't tried because you just stick to the real deal. Didn't even well, they, know there was an uh, ice cream alternative. Had no clue. Right? Yeah, uh, there's, yeah, there's but, that little corner in the freezer, but I've never been anywhere near it. <laughs> No, you stick to the real deal. But again, sort of way back when, and I'm talking, you know, even two or three or four years, they totally sucked. The coconut milk ice cream Mm. that you can get is a far cry from the rice milk options that I once ate that really, it's like, it's cold. It's sort of icy. Should I bother? Really? Because it's just not, it's just not cutting it. It just doesn't have the same mouthfeel. It doesn't give you the same satisfaction. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. But then there's also like the dark chocolate that I know that a lot of you eat. We've talked about that a lot because it's healthy. But then there's times when you really just fancy the sweet, the milk chocolate, and it might only be one or it might be a whole bar. But you know that maybe the better option or the other option that's right next to it by the till that Chris is talking about, maybe marked for diabetics. Well, those ones can be laden with chemical artificial sweeteners and all sorts of crazy alternatives. Now, there's a new trend of sugar alcohols, which are like xylitol that have hit ingredient label lists of late. And while I've got the toothpaste and the chewing gum, because I know that it slows down the bacteria proliferation in your mouth and makes for just that bacteria, just it just goes slow in general and it's better for your teeth. Consuming it in my mints actually gives my belly a bit of a burble or two. And I'm like, oh, really? Where did that come from? What's it all about? As with most things, it might start off being the new answer to our troubles. Like I remember, again, a bunch of years ago in my first book, Sprout Right Nutrition from Tummy to Toddler, I pretty much had agave syrup in all of the recipes as an alternative to sugar. But then fast forward by a few years, then it was completely debunked because even though it has a lower glycemic index, but what we didn't know in the beginning that it's full of fructose and that's awful for your liver and really ranks up there with a high fructose corn syrup. So you go back around again to what am I going to do? I often get pitches from companies and authors and people reaching out to me to talk with on this podcast. And I was pitched by a company called Yummy Bear Sweets. And I thought, really? Sweets? 
do we really want to talk about sweets? And then it took me a few minutes to kind of figure out, all right, so where are we going to go with this? What are we going to talk about? But once I got there, I just thought this is actually fantastic because although sweets are not my go-to, I know that they're probably your go-to at different times, different times of day, even let alone different times of the week or your life. I'm so excited to speak today with Erica because she, like many other guests, well, she's got expertise in an area that I don't. So you and I are both going to learn something today. And really, it's just going to be a great talk. I'm so excited about this. Now, Erica Williams, she's a serial entrepreneur. I totally get that. And she has a longstanding passion for health and wellness. Her bio speaks about that she's always been a candy lover, but she couldn't find a healthier option and also something that was affordable. Her health journey began years ago when she developed an unhealthy relationship with food and realized to live a healthier lifestyle, education was key. That also totally spoke to me. Now, she started her company, Yummy Bear, using her kitchen as her starting point, which I love, experimenting with high-quality ingredients to create a unique gummy candy that's delicious for health-conscious people that also care about animal welfare or maybe just want a plant-based option. It took her a whole bunch of years for rigorous testing to crack it, but she did it. And now Erica speaks about that journey and helps others to figure out how to be healthier as a health coach and now as a healthy sweet manufacturer. Great job. All right. So welcome to Eat This with Leah and Erica. Honestly, I'm so looking forward to us chatting today because I just think you've got such incredible experience and I'm in awe of the fact that you've put together, you know, a product for people to really focus, be able to focus on health and also follow that low sugar or even just be be in the room with something that you still enjoy, but know that you're making a better choice. Tell us, like, how did you end up, how did you end up creating um, a product like this? Like what, why on earth bother? <laughs> yeah, why? Like it's not why a candy? small undertaking. Exactly. Well, candy, yeah, well, candy no, was I, pretty good before Erica got her hands on it. So I'm just thinking why mess with perfection? <laughs> I like yes. to think I made it better, but you know, I'll let you guys be the judge of that. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, yeah, no, thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to be here and connect with you guys. Um, and you know, for me, it really started, you know, back when I was a kid and not, you know, I'll make it a short story. So we're not here all day, but, um, you know, I, I had a lot of gut issues and stomach issues and things like that. And so I was always seeking, you know, different alternatives as a kid going to doctors and natural paths and really kind of on that path myself. And, you know, my mom would always, you know, try and give me some alternatives and bring stuff to school. But back then the options were really limited. Even if you had an option, it really didn't taste like the same thing. So, (laughs) you know, it it, it did just to be frank with it, you know, like you would, you, you know, your mom would tell you, Oh, I have this, it's way better. It's way better. And you're like, it tastes like broccoli. Like I don't want it, you know, (laughs) and and it's an ice cream sandwich. And it looks like broccoli and it's the same color as broccoli. It's probably broccoli. Exactly. So, you know, it was always, that void of like, Oh, I want this, but I can't have it. So what do I do in the middle of it? And I kind of grew into educating myself and becoming, you know, a health coach and doing fitness competitions. You know, you, you have to, you know, follow a certain structure and follow a certain path. So I was always looking for different sugar alternatives and believe me, I've tried everything under the sun. (laughs) I'm like the best guinea pig. I've ate a ton of candy. I have a huge sweet too. So anyone that knows me knows I love candy. I love sweets. That's my jam, but it very much conflicts with my healthy living lifestyle and what I like to do, you know, for fitness and all of that. So it was really kind of pairing those two worlds 
you know, selfishly creating a product that I would really enjoy and love <laughs> and then hoping that, you know, that everyone loves it as well. Cause I really did see that there was a need in the market and people are looking for this sort of thing. So, you know, we're proud to offer a low sugar alternative that's vegan um, and naturally sweetened. What are the main reasons to reduce or look for sugar alternatives from your typical sweets, your brownies, your like whatever it is that is your go-to sweet. Generally, people are becoming more conscious of what they're putting into their body. You know, a lot of people nowadays are seeking to just feel better. So, you know, we've all had that (laughs) incident where we're sitting on the couch and we eat a whole bag of traditional candy. And then half an hour later, you feel sick, you feel sluggish, you know, you feel tired or you get that sugar crash where, you know, you, you eat at midday and then you can't even open your emails or open your eyes because you're just crashing from all that sugar. So I think one of the main reasons is, you know, to feel better just about what you're putting in your body, to feel better just internally, you know, after what you eat. I like people to kind of put, do a gauge of, you know, after they eat a product, how do you feel after? Is it something that agrees with your body? You know, a lot of people find that they have a high sugar craving. So that's usually a sign, right? That, you know, they're becoming more dependent on sugar. You know, I had a lot of clients that would binge eat or we kind of called them weekend benders where they would have so much willpower from Monday to Friday because they're in their set routine they're doing their thing. They have everything drilled down, but because they almost are, um, you know, holding back so much when they do have a full sugar product, it's like the floodgates, you know, open and they're like, I might as well just have everything brownies, ice cream, candy, give it to me because they're just feeling that, you know, craving so strong. And then kind of our main, you know, our, our main audience is really like moms and families and children and just looking at, you know, the trend of obesity in our country, diabetes in our country, um, especially for kids, you know, throughout school, you know, we saw it in the studies and what was happening over the last 20 years. So it's not something that's new. But people are definitely, you know, I would say the average person now is more educated and more aware. I find such interesting conversations with moms of, you know, what they're trying to do to place healthier snacks in their home for them and their husband, but also for um, their kids as well. So I would say that's kind of the main reasons. But of course, there's, you know, unique reasons for everyone. Yeah, there's such a long list of of health implications. And, you know, as you're Mm -hmm. talking talking about that bender that people go on, we know, I mean, studies show that your brain lights up as soon as you eat that sugar, that reward center, the, the serotonin, the dopamine, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's likened, it's in the same sentence these days as cocaine in in terms of like addiction, you know, the sugar addiction is, it's real. And we know that there are people out there that just have addictive personalities, where some people can, you know, just have one cookie and, and, and leave the rest. There are others that just, they're not stopping until the whole thing is, you know, till they're through the whole bag or through to the bottom of the cookie jar. So mm-hmm. it does have lifelong implications. We've talked about non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. That comes from a lot of implications and a lot of issues of having too much sugar and all those soda pops and all those kind of things. So it really is far reaching reaching. And, you know, Chris, we've talked about all these topics, but there's just, there's something to 
giving it all up. And I think that that for a lot of people is really difficult. Do I need to be on the wagon or off the wagon when it comes to sugar? I'm a little surprised. I didn't know you could put cookies in a cookie jar. I didn't realize that you could actually transfer them from the package to another package. <laughs> it just seems like a waste of energy. Uh, never lasted that long in my house, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm the person that's eating the cookie out of my grocery cart and then paying for it as it's going through the slider. I'm like, just one. You know, my mom would always let me do that. So I really wholeheartedly to everyone out there that has those, you know, huge cravings and just feels compelled, like they can't help it. So, you know, that's really where I was coming from. Um, And obviously I've changed my eating habits a lot since then, but I get Mm -hmm. that mindset of being day one. What do I do? Feeling lost or just feeling like there's nothing out there to help. Like I'm not going to survive on chicken and broccoli the rest of my life (laughs) or whatever your healthy, you know, life path is. Right. So, you know, there are a lot of new sugar alternative ingredients on the block. So tell us a bit about the journey that you undertook as you were finding cooking in your kitchen. I love that. Um, you know, about finding other sweet ingredients, let me call them. Right. I'm not really sure what else to call them as an alternative to sugar that still check like the healthy boxes and don't end up with giving you other symptoms or like artificial sweeteners where that has like their its own host of issues. It, it was um, a lot of trial and error. I mean, the first portion of, you know, coaching and, you know, doing fitness competitions and getting ready for them, I had to find a lot of alternatives because let's face it, I liked sweets, <laughs> but right. I couldn't have them. Right. So it really just came out of that. Um, I tried a lot of things under the sun, created a lot of different recipes. I would share them with my clients. Um, and so I did try, you know, some of the alternatives that today I, I wouldn't use or, you know, wouldn't be my go-to's. Um, just because I felt like a lot of sugar alcohols out there, you know, sucralose, like they do have negative impacts on your health or your gut biome, um, especially over a long period of time. So, you know, there's not something that you want to be continually ingesting. You know, if I don't like to demonize anything, if you have, you know, a snack (laughs) one time, like you don't have to feel bad about it, but sticking to those more natural sweeteners is always the better I've used stevia since, you know, a long time ago and I've tried a lot of different variations of it. You can get, um, you know, we can go into the nitty gritty and and the kind of things behind it, but, Mm, um, it it makes a very big difference what type of stevia you're using. So that's kind of my, my go-to is stevia. There are other types of natural ones, but I find stevia gives you that full mouth feel. What I'm really excited about in our candy is that it actually tastes like traditional candy. And how you do that, you have to have the right balance between sweet and flavor and, you know, front flavor, back flavor, aftertaste, all those kind of things that bring back that nostalgic flavor, right? So it is a food science um, in a sense and really making sure that you hit all those layers. So we use a highly extracted, it's 98% extract of stevia. It's not the whole leaf. It's, you know, the actual extract that gives you that, you know, spark of, you know, oh, that's very sweet. Um, and we, we adjust it just almost like a dial, you know, like right to the right point where it's not too sweet. And it kind of, it gives a weird aftertaste. If you go too sweet, it's, you know, too light. It doesn't hit in the right sweetness. So, you know, we, we played around our, our R and D was over two years. So it really was, you know, <laughs> I like to joke. I'm like, I'm, I'm over here eating candy all the day. It's so, you know, so strenuous. Um, but <laughs> it's a tough day at the office. It's horrible. What in I the world it. am I yeah. doing in radio for crying out loud? What a stupid choice that was. You know, what's funny, just a little sideways from that. I did tell my parents when I was younger, I'm going to be a, uh, 
a chocolate taste tester when I grow up. And so wow. I was very close. Yeah. <laughs> I was very close. I have done that. I did that for the International Chocolate Awards. Do you remember that story, Chris? Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Hours, three hours tasting chocolate. And okay, so you get it. It's grueling. It was awful. <laughs> I'm sure your parents were both very proud. You know, yes, most, yes. most parents are hoping for doctors and lawyers and things. I'm thinking of tasting candy for a living. How's that sound, Ma? Oh, geez. Yeah. Go clean your yeah. They were right on board. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, for anyone that hasn't been through the process, it's, it's, it is very lengthy. Um, and, you know, our three call-outs are that we are completely vegan. So that's one thing. You know, you might find a brand that's low sugar, but they're not vegan. They have gelatin in their product. Or, you know, it's low sugar, but sugar alcohols. So um, to have tell us, those- tell us more about those sugar alcohols, because you've said that a couple of times and I, I sort of highlighted that off the top, too. So can yeah. you just explain a little bit more about that? I mean, you've ended up on Stevia as the ingredient. And, and I'll come back to that because there, I have a question for you about that, too. But, yeah, can you just talk to some of the ingredients that are out there that didn't work in your opinion, not only from the taste, but also from the health standpoint? So things like um, sugar alcohol is kind of the broad umbrella term, but you have different specific ones. So, you know, things like sucralose, um, you know, erythritol. And what those do is they have a diuretic effect in your gut. So when they're being ingested um, in, a, in a story form, you know, when I was competing, a lot of people would go to the sugar alcohol chocolate bars because they satisfied their craving and they were low sugar and, you know, it would have zero sugar on the label. So they thought, okay, great. I'll eat five of them. <laughs> and uh, then they were running to the bathroom because they had such a, uh, yeah, just to put it a, frank, like, you know, a, they a laxative had effect. Exactly. So they're really not great on your gut because you think about you're eating these, you know, if you're in a competitor's diet, you're eating these really, you know, hard to digest food. Sometimes a lot of competitors eat a ton of meat and then you're giving a bunch of laxatives and it's, it's not great. So, you know, to avoid those, especially for children, they've had some negative impacts of, you know, even just, um, child development and things like that. So I like to avoid them entirely. Um, but you know, people can obviously make their choice of whether they want to go completely natural with sweeteners, or they want to have a little bit of those in. I just find that there are better alternatives out there. So why wouldn't you go for something that is the best, um, alternative? So we landed on Stevia. I've been, you know, a Stevia-holic, I like to call for many of years because I was even before, you know, Starbucks even offered it or all of these places came out with stevia, I would bring my own bottle and I would put stevia in my coffee and things like that because um, I just like this flavor. I like the taste. It actually matched what I thought the the traditional thing was. So that was our whole point. Exactly. There are a lot of people that don't like the taste of stevia. They just, they're like, nope, nope. And I know that it's, I mean, it's hugely sweet. So you mentioned that you don't use the whole leaf. Yes. Uh, but you use an extract of. So does that alter the taste? Yeah. I get this question all the time at events and trade shows. Um, we do a ton of product testing and, um, you know, R&D work and we talk to consumers and, you know, what do you like? What do you think about this? You know, yeah. what's your kind of go-to candy? What's, you know what I mean? Because there are, um, first of all, I like to say everyone's taste buds are different, right? So what might be sweet for you isn't sweet for me or, you know, it's too sweet. So obviously we're, we're on a, you know, kind of taste spectrum. Um, but then also it's no stevia is created equal. So you have to look at what are they actually using? Where is it getting sourced? What's the extract? What's the percentage of the extract, Mm. you know, whole leaf in my opinion. And that's what they offer a lot in like those single serving packets 
Right. It's very bitter because it has that bitter aftertaste. And that's usually what people don't like. Yeah, it's um, really strange. Now, yeah, yeah, I totally exactly. agree. That's interesting so, to know that that's what it is. Exactly. And then in, in comparison with that is what is it being paired with? Our flavor profiles are amazing. They actually taste like the real candy. So when you pair that sweetness with the flavor, anything that you would ever get, um, I mean, our stevia isn't bitter at all, but if you were to use a bitter type of stevia, it would overpower it with the flavor. So it's really like the relationship and combination between all of these different factors. Um, so that's just, you know, kind of important for people to know, because I think when you just look at stevia as a broad term, they're like, Oh yeah, I tried it, hate it. Or, Oh, I tried it. I love it. But it's very different. You know, it's, I like to tell people no stevia is created equal. You got to, you got to see and uh, ultimately, you know, taste test. Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at SproutRight.com or LeannePhillipson.com. You know, as you've kind of gone through this whole process, you mentioned about the the flavoring that you have in your sweets. So I'm going to put it out there that there's no tartrazine, there's no color numbers or anything like that going on. So how did you come to flavoring your sweets at the same time? Because that's another health concern for a lot of people. Yeah. So, I mean, when you are looking at, you know, artificial colors and things like that, you you do want to avoid, I think that's been coming out in the recent years, again, having all these conversations with moms and talking about kids and their mm-hmm. development. There has been like yellow dye five, yellow yeah. dye or red dye 40, I think it is. Yeah. Um, that has been showed negative for de- development potentially. I don't like to draw, you know, I'm not a doctor, so I don't like to draw okay. um, <laughs> conclusions, but there has been those, um, you know, studies that have been done. So anyone can look those up and, and see that, okay, you, you do want to avoid some of these, um, artificial dyes. So we are naturally colored. We have a great flavor profile, which really works in combination with that stevia, like I said, and it's really creating that product that hits all the boxes for people. I want to make sure, you know, even if you're not vegan, you have a plant-based alternative because it is just a, you know, a stepping stone. I call the plant-based spectrum too, right? You know, why not have a candy that's more plant-based if the option is there. Why not have a candy that has no colors or no artificial colors if it's there, right? So we know that the others exist, you know, the traditional candy, and there's huge amounts of dyes in there. There's huge amounts of sugar. Really kind of diving into this industry, it is quite alarming, but it's normal. It's normalized. So it's kind of breaking through that and understanding that there are better alternatives out there and searching and ultimately, yeah, doing your own research um, and knowing what sticks well with your body. So I'm finding a lot of moms are on that path because obviously they're doing it for their children. That is huge. And anecdotally, you know, the clients that I've counseled over the, you know, 20 plus years, especially as uh, focusing in the spurt right realm of, of new moms, new babies and, and kids and things like that. I mean, it really is a concern and they're because there are, you need to be a bit discerning and and be really watching if your you know your kid sits down and has a a whole host of Skittles or M and M's or something where you know that is like a serious color in there, and then mm-hmm. they end up bouncing off the walls. Some children are super sensitive to the sugar, but you can't take it away from the coloring. So it's which one you know which one is the problem. So just taking all of it out of the equation is a is a really interesting thing to be able to try. Yeah, I love that. And I had a mom write in, she actually owns um, one of our stores. She's a retailer that offers our product. And she actually had her kids trade in her traditional um, Halloween candy. And she just offered it. You can trade it in for yummy bear. 
I was like, wow, that's really a testament that kids don't know the difference if they're given an alternative and they actually like the alternative better. So, you know, for us, our generation, we were raised on traditional candy. So we're always comparing it, but for kids, they're just like, we don't know anything different. And if it does taste really good, then they're just going to want it, you know? So it makes that job easier for parents and they're not constantly after, you know, barter system and argue and all of that stuff to get them to, you know, kind of have these healthier alternatives. In our quick chat before setting this up, then you had mentioned something about fiber. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. fi- there's fiber in in sweet in my. Oh gosh! Sweet. Don't don't <laughs> tell the kids that. Don't say anything about fiber. <laughs> yes, totally. And and that's one of the biggest thing is I just introduce it as yummy candy to kids. They don't know the difference, but to the parents, I'm kind of whispering in their ear. You know, by the way, it has fiber in it. You know, by the way, um, because it really is one of those perception things. Um, but the fiber, when you're, when you're looking at natural products, like an apple, for instance, it has fiber in it. Right. And so if you're, if you are getting some natural sugars, you're also getting some natural fiber and that does slow the intake or the uptake, I should say of that sugar into your body as glucose. And then eventually into your muscles, storing it, you know, in your liver as fat, if there's, you know, an overload of it and things. So you, you basically want to avoid the dumping of sugar into your body, right? Those spikes are what's caused over the long term of lack of, um, you know, lack of activity, but also the overload of sugar, the overconsumption of food is what causes, you know, things like obesity and diabetes down the line, right? So really having those patterns, you know, avoided in childhood can set that person up for, you know, just a better, healthier habits in, you know, their adolescence or adult years. So fiber is important because mostly, you know, from the clients that I've seen, people lack fiber in their diet. They don't really know like, what is it? How much do I need? Things like that. Right. So when you're looking at highly um, processed foods or high sugar, traditional candy, there's zero fiber. So you're just getting a spike of sugar and nothing else. We actually are, our main substance in the gummy is fiber. (laughs) So that's actually what it's made out of. So it's fiber and pectin. Um, Obviously pectin is a substitute for gelatin. And then the fiber is that's where the vegan comes in. Exactly. Plant based. So not gelatin, which comes from animals, but okay. Good. Exactly. Answered another question I had for you. Yeah. So really people are like, well, what is it made out of then? You know, what's the, what's the substance? It's really that fiber and that pectin. And then it's the flavor and the natural sweeteners and everything else that we put into it just to balance it out and make it taste the texture really good. But the fiber is important because it slows that spike of the sugar. I mean, obviously we are a low sugar um, brand. We only have three grams of sugar per bag, but let's Mm. say it was a higher sugar product. That fiber would also help. And that's how nature's designed things like fruit, right? They have fiber in them to slow that uptake of the sugar. And I just find that if you are going <laughs> to ingest fiber and have your daily fiber, why wouldn't you have it with candy? Yeah, you know, you I don't want to yeah, have a, absolutely. I don't want a brand muffin. I want candy. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> so sorry. Tell me again. How much, you too, but how much fiber you guys could just have this conversation without me. Yeah. <laughs> Good joke um, how, all day long. How much, how much fiber is in the, are in the candies? There's 20 grams of fiber in one full bag. So depending on how much you're eating in the child size, the snack size, there would be uh, just under half of that. So about eight, eight to nine. I know that the World Health Health Organization recommends, I know that six grams of six grams of fiber in any kind of cereal is um it's actually really impressive <laughs> if you can believe it <laughs> like right like it's like you got to find something that's in in the in the box that, that that's actually quite good so just really the more fiber 
the better. I'm I, listen, yeah, I, I, I don't know who these, so. this World Health Organization is that you're speaking of, but I mean, yeah, they I probably I don't recommend candy for breakfast. So I think from now on, I'm going to go with what Erica is saying. I like what she's saying. <laughs> I like it too. Candy for breakfast is my jam. So I feel like I feel like we could have breakfast. That would be a good meal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris. Well, I mean, this is this is really interesting because all the things that I typically say to not only my kids, but also, you know, recommend to my clients is, okay, so take a hard right away from the artificial colors, take a hard right away from the sugar. But really the point of this episode is to introduce the thinking around, you know, that low sugar. And, um, you know, you're saying that you've only got the, you know, a very small amount in there and that's coming from a natural sugar. I think that really to so many people just offers offers a really great alternative because not everybody can become Chris remember sugar-free berry from episode eight not everybody can get there they can't mm-hmm. they're not going to live that sugar-free life which is fine you know it's not for everyone you mentioned Erica that you've been your R&D was what two years you said right yes and how long has your journey been in total since the the inception of you know what there's got to be a better way to do this uh, just over three years now. Just over three years. And you do a lot of shows yeah. and things like that. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm intrigued on where the conversations or how they've changed since the first show. You know, the whole industry as a whole. So when you, we look for the better for you confectionery industry, um, you know, there's been new studies since then, you know, in 2018, 19, they started studying IMOs, which are the isomaltose or saccharides. So those were kind of like the gold standard when it first kind of came out. And then these studies were showing, well, you know, they actually impact your blood sugar, um, similar to table sugar, or traditional candy. So we actually want to avoid those. And in the U S they've now, um, you know, taken them off their list as approved fiber sources, but not yet here in Canada. So we wanted to be on the forefront of that. So when I was going through this process and formulating and doing things like this, I wanted to make sure, you know, not only what we're looking at, like right now, what are people looking for, but what's happening in five years and how can we be ahead of that curve? Mm. Um, So it was really, it was really important for us to, you know, understand where the consumer's mindset are at, but also look into the future. And so we don't use IMOs at our product. Um, and I've had diabetics come up to me and actually thank me at shows and things like that, because it has provided a different alternative for them, um, where they're finding that, you know, other, you know, um, products out there are still spiking their, their insulin and blood glucose and things. So it, it is in a changing, we are at the forefront um, I would like to say that we are a very innovative brand. We're young, we're fresh, we're coming in with fresh new flavors. We have a new line dropping soon. So, you know, you can expect a lot from us. And what I've seen in the candy industry is it really hasn't been too much innovated on in the past 20, 30 years. I mean, you can no. pick up basically the same candy you had when you were 10 <laughs> right? can now, right? <laughs> so it's exciting. It's exciting to see these new things come out and um, and excited to be a part of it and share it with other people because I always like to taste taste test things when I give it to you know a family member or a friend and I'm giving them my product innovation. I taste at the same time because it's almost like this you know feel good feeling of when you taste a candy when you're a kid. And you're like, oh wow, like that tastes good, you know. Yeah. And so to bring that back but bring it in a healthy way, I just find it such a positive experience um, because you don't have any guilt. You don't feel bad about eating it. It's like, you know, people have so many emotions wrapped around eating and everything oh, yes. already. You know, why do we have to pile on, you know, all of these other things? So, um, yeah, I, I think it's a great um 
you know, a great path that we're on and we're very excited about the future and, you know, where we're taking things. Um, and, you know, obviously we have our flagship product yummy bear, but we'll have more things coming out. So you guys will have to stay tuned. <laughs> well, I also love that you're Canadian too, because, you know, for us Canadians, and I know that we have listeners from all over the world, but, you know, for us Canadians, we kind of like peek over the border and go, well, why can they have that? And we can't, or, or God, what are they doing? Thank goodness we don't have that here. You know, there's all, there's always that piece of the conversation going on as well. So uh, this is, exactly you know, it, it's really cool. And you started with a gummy. So why did you start with a gummy? I think gummies, are kind of that nostalgic, you know, think back to your childhood. I always remember going back to, you know, we had a five cent candy, if you can believe it, five cent candy, you know, store. That, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. We had a one cent candy store there, Erica. So, yeah. okay, so we, know, we know where we're at. Yeah. All depends on your age. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, you know, that was an experience to me, like getting to go with my friends and my brother and, and get candy and you know, it was something that was just such a, a great memory. And that's kind of our whole philosophy of the brand is how can we bring that back, but in a healthier way? And how can right. we make okay. that accessible to adults? You know, really, we're in that age group where that was a really big thing for us because we didn't have TV. We didn't have, well, we had TV, but we didn't have, you know, <laughs> technology like we did now. And it's yeah. so in our face that is like, how can we bring back those moments? You know, that's why I love when, you know, I hear about, you know, moms buying it and they're like, wow, I shared it with my kid. Like it was so amazing. It's actually an experience. Right. So that's kind of why mm-hmm. I started with the gummy. We are working, um, we're in R and D on other um, products as well, different forms of confectionery items. So I'm super excited about those as well. But um, yeah, gummies are just like, they're a staple to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I love it because this is just, you know, this is your passion and you're just following yeah. it. And I think, you know, Chris, we've talked to so many different people on this podcast and it's just so cool to, you know, to really, yeah, to you following your your passion and your love. And that's only going to benefit the end user. So thanks for doing this. Thanks for, yeah. you know, thanks for putting well, my this out pleasure. There. Yeah, <laughs> no, there are a lot of people that are going like, yeah, all right. So um, Erica, you kindly offered a giveaway to uh, our lovely loyal listeners and valued at $350. So whoa, that's whoa, going, whoa. Uh, I quit. I quit because I don't think I can win it by if I'm a... <laughs> If I work for the answer, I quit. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> so this is this is going to include uh, two 12 packs of the strawberry kiwi yummy bears, two 12 packs of the peach yummy bears, and two 12 packs of the sour watermelon oh, yummy sour. bears. Yes, I'm I know. I know. There's something to the sour, sour stuff, yes. right? Are you? Okay. Yes, and then uh, also a yummy candy hat. So if huh? you want to. Well, a hat. You put the hat on your head. You're not going to eat the hat, Chris. Oh, okay. Oh, you can't eat the hat? Oh, interesting. No, I'm well, assuming sorry. not. Maybe maybe, a, maybe a step up on the next R&D, Erica. Make that. We're still innovating. Right. We're still innovating. If the <laughs> hat could hold the candy and you could eat the hat, hello. Yeah. Writing it down right now. <laughs> I, I, okay. 10% Excellent. finder's fee. That's it. 10% finder's fee. The rest is yours. We'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Erica's like, get me off the damn podcast. <laughs> okay. So for all that incredible giveaway, head over to sproutright.com forward slash yummy bear. And that is Y-U-M-Y. B-E-A-R. So you can enter for that incredible giveaway. If like Chris, you're just well, and Erica, you're into your sweets. And I'm not gonna hide the fact that like sugar is just not my I'm much more of a savory person. So 
I might, you know, I'd probably have a couple and then stash the bag for the next time I kind of fancied something. So I love that we're speaking to the people who just can't live without their sweets as well. And I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not just saying, no, we're not going to talk about sugar because it's not something I can have. But also, if you want to check out uh, Erica's products, then you can head over to what's your um, what's your website, Erica? yummybear.com so it's y-u-m-y-b-e-a-r.com excellent and then if you put in the promo code y-u-m-y and the number 20 then you'll get 20 percent off so thank you so much for offering that for our lovely loyal listeners they get so many lovely treats thank you so much for coming on today sharing your expertise thank you for what you're doing thank you for following your passion and living up to what you told your parents you were going to do when you were older thank you so much it was so fun to chat with you guys you guys are hysterical and and lots of fun so i was excited to you know share my passion share what i'm passionate about and i'm excited to um release our yummy soda line coming up in the near future so (gasps) definitely stay tuned (laughs) yay all right i'm gonna look out for that oh thank you so much erica and uh yeah we'll uh we'll definitely connect again i'm sure All right, Chris, so I know you totally debunked the World Health Organization as we were talking, talking to Erica there. But if you can imagine, you know, this, these are the stats that are out there to do with sugar. A daily sugar intake of about 25 grams, which equals about six teaspoons a day for adults, is the max that's recommended. And about 12 grams or three teaspoons a day for sugar based on about a 2000 calorie diet, you know, I mean, like whatever, but that's the kind of stats that they put out there. Now, most people blow through that (laughs) with their first bowl of cereal or something like that. Like it's really, really not difficult to do. So I think with, with really what Erica is doing and what a lot of people out there are doing in terms of trying to put something out there that is an alternative. And sometimes you just think, ah, just, just screw it. Just take it all out of your diet. The purpose and the the point, my goal for this episode is to find that middle ground if you're not quite there yet, because it's all one step forward and hopefully not two steps back so that you can find a way to still enjoy those things in life that are important to you or that bring you joy or that make you feel good in just in different moments, you know, whether it is you're looking for comfort from your food or not, it's a really, really important thing. So. I'm so grateful that Erica has come on and wow, what an incredible um, offering that she has of all of those sweets, honestly, like $350 worth of sweets slightly makes my, makes my inner nutritionist go really, but not so much because (laughs) of the great product that I think I'm going to try it. She's going to send me some of them too. And I know that my youngest is going to go, Ooh, what's this? Cause she's the, she's the sweet tooth in the family. So even being able to offer her something that, does not have the amount of sugar that most of the other things have. I'm grateful for, and I'm excited to try out. And Chris, I'll, I'll share some with you. So oh, you thank goodness. Try yeah, you can see, try them out too. The one thing is she's taken a lot out of sort of the traditional candy, but the one thing she hasn't taken out is joy. And, and, that's, for, right. and that's the one ingredient I can't live without when it comes to yeah. my candy and my sweets. It's there's yeah. God. I mean, I, I get the whole, I don't feel well and I want to feel better. So I'm going to, I'm going to take sugar out of my diet. I understand that. I live with it every day with my wife. My wife is exactly that person, but I also see the joylessness, if that's a word in her eyes, when one of the kids goes to the candy jar, grabs a piece of candy 
and yeah. walks and skips away from the candy jar and she, her shoulders just slouch just a little bit. Yeah. Right. To say, oh, I want yeah. one. Well, guess what? Guess what? You can have yeah. one. And there's a yeah. sour option, which is yeah. phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about that sour option? <laughs> I, it's, it, it's, 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 it's joy and, it. and pain all at the same time. Right. And that, I think that's what I, maybe I'm a, a bit sadistic in that sense, but I absolutely, the more sour, the better. So I'll give it a shot. Yeah. And then if it's not sour quite enough, I'll send a little email to Erica, not the World Health Organization, to Erica. Because she is my now my new go to. <laughs> and I sell, you know, really, I celebrate this as I as I kind of sit back and think I'm the nutritionist or whatever. But you know what, on this on this podcast and on this show, you know that we deal with real life. Right. And it's just not that easy to just walk away from everything. So if you can find a better case alternative, then we're going to talk about it. <laughs> Do you have a topic that you'd like me to dive into, sweets or otherwise? Please reach out on either of my websites, leannephillipson.com or spritewrite.com. Follow me on the social media channels, Leanne Phillipson and Spritewrite handles. Share this episode with your sweet loving friend or family member uh, just so that you can say, hey, there is something out there, you know, like Chris, for, like for your wife. What's better than being able to just say, here you go, I think I've got something for you. So you can, you know, you can still have those moments of joy if that's where you're getting them from. Thank you so much, Erica. And just again, to reiterate the promo code that you need by going to yummybear, Y-U-M-Y-B-E-A-R.com is yummy. Again, just with one M, 20. And that'll get you 20% off of any of her products. And then this $350, I don't know, gift bag, gift box, gift something or another that she's got of her three stra- three brands or the, the three packages. There's a strawberry kiwi, there's a peach, and then I'll so the sour watermelon, which I think, Chris, you'd just like the whole prize to be the sour, the sour watermelon, as long as it's sour enough. And of course, the hat that you're not going to eat or Chris is not going to eat. <laughs> now head to head to spreadright.com forward slash yummy bear, Y-U-M-Y-B-E-A-R to, uh, yeah, to enter that one. And we will have that live until the first week of June 2020. We'll put that out on our social media and uh, a few times just to remind you to uh, to stick in your email so that we can draw your name out of a hat and let's see if you're a, you're a winner of all of this. As always, thanks so much for being along today. I'm so grateful for the giggles that we have and I do hope that this brightens up your day and teaches you a whole bunch of stuff that you didn't know that you needed to know. And thank you to Chris as always for your you know, your contributions, your editing wizardry and all that you do. And thank you to our lovely loyal listeners for being along and sharing this far and wide. And of course, to finish off, please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time. <laughs> <laughs>